0: Welcome back to the Later Day Podcast with your hosts, Brayden, Keaton, and Caden. This podcast is our answer to the everyday struggle
1: of procrastinating our "Come Follow Me" studies. Whether you start your readings Monday morning or just listen to us on the way to the church, we're just happy you're here.
2: Yeah, it's definitely.
0: True. We're also very happy about uh, this week's lesson because I know each of us are super excited to open up Revelations once again. Yeah, well, just break it, breaking breaking that seal yet again to make sense yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna try yet again to make Pop sense of it. Pop these seven seals open, you know, and light, and yeah, yeah, like in a lighthearted manner, as well as as efficiently as possible without getting too long and drawn out. Because that's literally revelation. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're we're
2: gonna try and it's, it's gonna be just an interesting skim along episode. the surface here and uh, and not not dig into it too deeply, just because. Yeah, we're just you know. <laughs> yeah, first of all, we don't know what we're talking <laughs> about. You don't know what we're talking
0: about. We are, we're and just as clueless as ever. We're going to find out if John had an idea.
1: <laughs> just all right, so the it, title of this episode or lesson uh, is Glory and Power Be Unto the Lamb Forever. So for Revelation, I feel like listening to us is better than nothing most weeks. Well, all weeks, it's, it's better than doing nothing at all. But I feel like this one it would really greatly benefit all of our listeners to actually do a little bit of the studying because there's a lot of like personal pondering and reflection involved, I feel like.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's true.
0: Well, and, and just reading through the first paragraph, like what's really cool about this and what backs up Caden's statement there is, uh, their opening sentence here is, have you ever struggled to express to others what you felt during a powerful spiritual experience? That's definitely something a lot of people have struggled with or have had experience with. And then it goes on to say Everyday language can feel inadequate to describe spiritual feelings and impressions. Perhaps this is why John used such rich symbolism and imagery to describe his maje- majestic revelation. And I know, um, getting away from the opening paragraph here, I know a lot of us haven't had nearly as majestic of revelations as John may have had. But I know a lot of us have had spiritual experiences where we try to keep them to ourselves to a degree. um, But certain other ones where when we do try to share them, we can't find the words that would properly convey how powerful it was to others, if that makes sense. Well,
1: I mean, no, you're you're totally right. And like something that attests to that is that in the church... We have a whole language devoted to spiritual impressions and how to describe them that when I was a missionary, you have to kind of explain why we use those words like, oh, I felt the spirit. It feels like a warm, comforting feeling. Yes, it does. And when we, like, as members, we just toss out, oh, yeah, I felt the spirit or I felt a prompting. Uh, I felt encouraged to come up and bear my testimony, whatever it may be. Yeah, what was we the... don't have the proper words to describe the way it feels, but as members of the church, we kind of just have this lingo that we use, and it's like, oh yeah, spiritual prompting. I get yeah. you, and we don't have to go much more into it than that. But it would, mm-hmm. like, it is important to to take time to reflect on those impressions instead of just remembering it by the jargon that we use, yeah.
0: right? Yeah, he's speaking to more than just believers here I yeah think.
2: and it's interesting too like you bring that up and it, it's it's true like we are just so different in that way as a church like um i have a friend who's been coming out with us to church and he he's catholic and from india and uh he's a great guy he's awesome he's just he's interested in learning i don't know like what his situation is on like whether he wants to join or not i don't know but he he said that after his first Sunday, he was really confused because, first off, English is not his first language. And second off, we were speaking this whole other language of our own, he said, just in the way that, yeah, mm-hmm. we were talking. And, and the first Sunday he came was Kayla and I were giving talks. So, of course, when you're up at the pulpit, you say even more of these words just because you're trying to be concise. And so, yeah, it was pretty...
0: And trying to look as smart as possible yeah, well, in front um, of the congregation. But, yeah... Or is that not... We're not supposed to do I that?
2: Know.
1: I think that's just a youth <laughs> yeah, thing. A you thing.
0: <laughs> oh, we're not supposed to pray in, like, a lot of different, like, wordy uh, we're sentences? We're not supposed to pray
2: in tongues while we're giving talks? Is that a <laughs> yeah. thing you guys do? <laughs> oh, no. Um, but, yeah, so it, it was just interesting that we almost had to, like, debrief him on, okay, this is what... When people said this, this is what they meant, kind of stuff like that. But, yeah, what I'm getting at is, yeah, it's... It's great that we're part of a church that does um, really encourage the personal revelation and stuff like that. Like I, I really like what point you were making there, Caden.
0: Well, and what what's the jargon we have for the spirit, Caden? You said warm. Is it isn't like warm fuzzies or what's well, what's the?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many. What's things? the primary? I mean, it, yeah, it's hard to think about. That's a common one. We don't even but, think of it as jargon. We just think about it at, like that's just how we use. That's how we describe it but just like Keaton was saying, when we have somebody who's not used to hearing that, um, like sometimes being in primary, we had our primary presentation a few weeks ago and um, some of the kids like wrote their own little spiel to, to say in the primary presentation. And I was like, that it like their answers are so pure, but they're still using like Mormon lingo. Mm-hmm. Or, well, and and to, to somebody else, like if... If you try to talk to your friends as a kid, and those are the only words you, you know to describe the Spirit, it would be really hard for your friend, who is also a child, to understand.
0: Yeah, they'd be like, oh, so the Spirit's a teddy bear. Uh, Cool. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah,
1: but as adults, like when we do have missionary opportunities, we can go more in-depth because we have a little bit more vocabulary, but I still feel like within the church we rely too much on... Um, just like these common sayings, instead of I don't know. Actually yeah, well, here's one. It's like, on oh
0: it. wow, like look at his like amazing countenance and glory, and then <laughs> you can look at what John says and is like, his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Yeah,
2: his eyes. His exactly. were eyes exactly. were as a, eyes flame a flame of fire. Flame of fire. Yeah. sharp two-edged. O- sword, out of his mouth with a sharp
0: two-edged. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like okay, um, but it's it, it's cool because just reading this now, I I think of John, and then I also think of. Um, This is going to take it to the Book of Mormon a little bit, which I don't think is a problem because of how much of Revelations is actually, um, like, discussed in, like, the Book of Mormon. I'm going to go ahead and say that's not a
2: problem at all, given that our religion is based upon the Book of Mormon. (laughs) Oh.
0: Oh, it's not just... Okay. (laughs) Okay, good. So, uh, you know when Joseph Smith sees... um, I guess you could use the first vision as an example, but I want to use Angel Moroni in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. When he describes Angel Moroni, I think he does a really good job of describing Angel Moroni the same way uh John is describing um the Lamb of God where he talks about how like he could see, you know, uh Angel Moroni's robes were you know this pure white color with white hair sort of thing he talked about how he could see like the naked skin of angel moroni like just all these like um details. visual yeah visual details yeah. so that it he could make sense of it himself i guess in order to better convey it to others um and i'm just thinking now like that's totally a thing um for prophets yeah, that's that's just a thing like how how can i convey The glory that I just witnessed or the majestic revelation that I just had to as many people um, and get them to understand like how epic I want to say like uh, of an experience that was for me to go through and how realistic it was at the same. time. Yeah.
2: Well, it's like if you gave someone thousands of years ago, if you gave them a cell phone, how would they describe it? Right. Like there's (laughs) they would have no words to even use. So it's just kind of that principle of, yeah, like you're saying, just finding whatever words work in their vocabulary. Did I just?
0: The glass shineth as the sun doth come from like yeah. us. Just, just like all these yeah. things. I think cool. I
2: almost said but I, vocabulary. Sorry, I had a slip of the Well, you said right. it now. You said it now. Yeah, so. There, we go. there um, you go.
1: So the the first section of the actual lesson, actually, it goes into having personal scripture study and how it's important. Um, and it basically says kind of what I was saying earlier is to make sense of the book of Revelation, um, it, it John's promise, it, it, it says, blessed are they who read and they who hear and understand the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time of the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Um, so essentially, you got to do your own part as much as we can talk about it. Um, as Braden said, we might actually not know anything.
2: Yeah, we, we really um, don't. Yeah. And so
1: it's important to, to, to put your own effort into this one as it is with all of the lessons and things that we go yeah, through.
2: The, the Institute manuals are a really good resource for this kind of stuff. But then again, you always just take things with a great a grain of salt because it's like, you know, these are so old. We're reading them in, not the language right. they are originally written in. And, you know, they've been transcribed across, like, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. So you always just take what you can get out of it, follow the spirit, and try and seek revelation. Yeah, That's like try to
0: understand do. as much of the symbolism as you can. But it's it's not beyond you. I'm sorry, it's not unreasonable if you get out of reading revelations the first or second time and don't understand everything. Yeah. Right? There's no way you're going to catch every symbol in Revelation.
2: Well, and even if you think Um, you do, you probably don't. (laughs) Or there's probably something else. Yeah,
0: yeah, you probably don't. But, like, there's still, like, the overlaying theme of, you know, Jesus Christ and his followers will triumph over evil. Like, it's, it's kind of like... I'm thinking back now, and a lot of the best books, best movies, like, best kinds of media follow some of the tropes in Revelations, which... Maybe coincidence, maybe not, but
2: I don't, I that's don't know. A, Do you recognize? I don't know. That's a big question. <laughs> that's like, that's a lot to think about. That's exactly what we said we
1: didn't want to read when we were Sorry. talking about this episode. <laughs> we're, just keeping it, we're keeping some surface level stuff here.
0: Well, I'm just, I'm just thinking about this now. The the closing statement and the opening statement here is Jesus Christ and his followers will triumph over the kingdoms of men and of Satan. And how that's, like, the most prominent theme in Revelations. And I'm kind of like, if you were to replace Jesus with any hero and, you know, Satan or the kingdoms of men with any, like, corrupt empire or whatever, that's a lot of themes there that are involved with, you know, everyday stories that people read or hear of, like, it's like the hero's journey sort of thing. Oh, the hero's journey. Yes.
2: Would you, you say know. that that relates but to uh, the current watch through of the Fast and Furious series? Uh, I'm
0: not <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's relatable mainly because of the cars. There is a rock and though.
2: That's one thing that's true about both of the the Gospels and
0: the rock. The rock. And as far
1: as we know, the rock Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a pretty good example.
0: In the movie,
1: Uh, in real life. He's a great guy.
0: Yeah, that's true. Happy go lucky, dude.
2: Moving on. (laughs) He's
1: no Terry Crews, but he's pretty awesome. Yeah,
0: that's true. He's pretty good.
2: (laughs) Welcome Um, to Celebrity Corner with the Later Day Podcast. Okay, yeah. So the next section is Jesus Christ knows me personally and will help me overcome my challenges. Oh, wait. That's not it. Sorry. I, I jumped. Like, what are you reading? On one section. Down. John's. Yeah, you skipped one. So John's it's... vision teaches how Heavenly Father saves his children. And.
1: Uh, so, as you begin studying the book of Revelation, think about how things you read connect to what you know about Heavenly Father's plan for the redemption and exaltation of his children. You could start by reviewing the overview of the plan of salvation. Then, as you read John's account of his vision, ask yourself questions like these. What truths do I learn from Revelation about Heavenly Father has done to help me return to Him, and how can this help me understand God's plan for me? So yeah, this lesson very much invites um, personal study. Invites personal study and reflection. Yeah,
2: and that's like really all we can say. Like, yep, just uh, yeah, do do your own work on that. It's pretty much yeah. yeah. Um,
0: well, that as well as like make sure you're getting in. Well, like you're studying the, the topics it wants you to study, like it it talks about pre mortal life here a lot, and if um, if that's something that you feel like, oh, I should maybe learn a little bit more about like what what it was like in the pre mortal life, um, then definitely do that. Like there's there's a lot of freedom in this lesson when it when it tells you directly to s- review the plan of salvation.
1: Right It's telling you, hey, read about pre-mortality in chapter twelve. Read these following chapters if you want to read about the mortal life and you don't know, kind of the purpose of of mortality and read the these chapters if you want to look at final judgment and you know eternal life, post mortality kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, just do it as Keaton kind of it's inviting and kind of do a little reflection of maybe what you'd benefit from the most in your studies right now. Um, and then yeah. share that in your Sunday school lessons.
0: Cause this is a lot of, it's a lot of reading, um, revelations is, but like, I think it's meant to be done in multiple different, um, study sessions.
1: Yeah. And that's nice that it breaks it down by category cause they're spread out all over the place. It's like post-mortality is chapter two and three, 15, 20, 21 and 22. Like it's nice that you can study <laughs> it by subject instead of just trying to read it all through getting through this. It's difficult to read. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, we might as well go on to that one that you spoiled yeah, for. Jesus Christ knows me personally and will help me overcome my challenges. Because this is something we can actually talk yeah, about. Yeah,
2: it's true. He does.
1: <laughs> and we have already touched on it, like, multiple times. Like, Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ, they know us and they know what we're going through um and it does talk about that in in revelation and how god is there for us among all the difficulty that's in our lives um but as we turn to the savior and as we you know do our part and in this case specific instance read and ponder the the chapters that are that we're encouraged to um like heavenly father will help us understand them and and help us get what we need from those chapters
2: yeah It's true. I'm just trying to think if, yeah, there's any personal experience I can think of that like somewhat recently or from the past that I haven't shared yet about like God helping us overcome challenges. There's always, there's just, I don't know. It's hard to.
0: Well, I think uh, it's important to remember the, the, I can't, this is a classic Braden, the wording here. Classic Braden. Because when I first read this, and it could be my mistake, um, but it's so he understood the successes and struggles unique to each branch of the church in John's day. Um, I'm just trying to think of the early church and its multiple different branches because in today's church, yeah, we have, you know, board stakes, branches and whatnot, but there's definitely trials or certain struggles unique to every branch in the church. Like it's crazy, whether it's you know, um attendance or not attendance, enough holders Tithing, or... not enough worthy priesthood. Yeah, exactly. It's like all these different struggles. And it's cool that he understands the successes and struggles in each unique to each branch of the church of the church in John's Day, and he reassured the saints in several congregations that he was aware of, among other things, their works, tribulation, poverty, and charity, which if you translate loosely works, tribulation, poverty, and charity, um, that is, you know, attendance like uh tithing uh worthy priesthood holders like i i i feel like you could make those jumps you could ma- yeah you could make that fairly, jump pretty easily mm-hmm, pretty easily and and i think that's cool that it you know the format of the church's struggles hasn't really changed over um Right, the, the format like,
1: hasn't, the context has a little bit, the but it's still the same has. struggles, it's still the same difficulties.
0: It's still like, we do need the worthy priesthood holders, or we do need, you know, tithing to keep things going smoothly, or we do need attendance so that, you know, the word is, like, the word is spread afar, and everyone's hearing yeah, I think it. One yeah, yeah no, that that is one a good, good example
2: of this was back in the day, um, I believe it was, ugh, I'm pretty sure it was John Taylor, the third prophet of the church, There was a big drought in southern Utah, and so he gave a talk, and he was kind of old and decrepit at this point, but when he gave a talk, he kind of became alive, like, in the spirit, as they say, and he started just saying, everyone needs to be doing better at paying their tithing, is generally what he was saying, and everyone was kind of like, what? Like, tithing? We,
1: like, we're not even making any crops right now how are we supposed to supposed
2: to pay tithing and plus i thought we already did good enough and but nope that was the instruction from the lord through the prophet and yeah sure enough the the saints in that area they listened to the prophet and his counsel for them and of course you know the drought eventually ended and there's blessings wrought by that and I just think, yeah, that's one example yeah, a of... a video of that. There is there? a video, yeah. It's like old. I'll see if I can find yeah, it and link it's it. it's an old is video. The, I love those old seminary videos. They are 10 yeah, of like 10. Is that it camera snow? Did you say that? Uh, no, it was Taylor, I think, but it might have been snow. It I just Taylor? know it must have been filmed with like a hand crank camera that does like 18 frames per second or something like that because it's like, <laughs> it's just, it looks old. Because I I, th-
0: cause I, th- I thought it was snow because of the beard. Well, uh, there's I been quite a few beards. They all had beards, that's man. That's true. But, but, yeah,
2: as you uh, were saying that, President Allison to grow a sick beard. Oh yeah, he yeah. would be the one petition. to do it too. Start
1: petitions. <laughs> That's great. He'd look great. Um, can you imagine he just shows up to conference in April with like a nice well-trimmed on goatee on a pinstripe
2: suit, but like white and black. Oh, money. So um, there's got the, style. another uh, example I can think of this is when like ch- leaders receive revelation for their area. This one's more on the funny side, but one time, I think we were driving down to Utah or something, and we went to church somewhere in Idaho. I'm pretty sure it was Idaho. And for some reason, um, oh, actually, it was on my way down to go to the MTC, actually. Anyway, the sacrament meeting we went to, the bishop just like laid it on his ward <laughs> about like that people weren't putting in the right effort and all this other stuff. And it was just like, we were just like, oh, my gosh, we're just visiting. Like, is this really happening right now? What are we, hamburgers? Why are you (laughs) killing us, dog? But it was just, it was kind of awesome. Like, uh, just interesting. Like, we just happened to step in on this ward and to see, oh, this is what this ward is, you know, struggling with. And probably is something that could be universal. But, (laughs) yeah, yeah, man, it was just fire, straight fire from the bishop's mouth. And, uh, yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, just like you, you tell them boy yeah that's right
0: yeah i can't think of many circumstances where i remember like being directly called to like repentance or or change over the pulpit by a bishop
1: Maybe not over the pulpit, but I for sure remember um, a specific young men's camp where
0: oh, that's true, <laughs> we got
1: chastised. Well, many, many young men's camps where we got chastised. Yeah, we did a few. We
2: yeah, did a few oopsies.
0: Yeah, maybe not over the pulpit, but definitely face to
1: face. Definitely <laughs> in front of the little camp pulpit where we were bearing our testimonies.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just <laughs> one more experience, just because we've been told that we want people want us to share experiences. So I, I just thought of another really good one. And just again, that just an, an example of how God knows us all individually. Um, my my brother, I'm assuming he'd give me permission to share this story because he's an avid listener. But uh, when he, we were around 16 or so, uh, there was a conference when Elder Nelson at the time came to Edmonton and he was just kind of talking. And, and I might have the details of the story wrong. Maybe I'll have to edit them. But as far as... Wait, was
1: it President Nelson who commented on my cast yeah. that I was walking yeah, it was, in late? Uh, yeah, Caden oh had gosh. broken
2: both arms. Um, I Maybe that's a story for another time. So he had a pink and green cast. Well, and yeah.
1: And I was walking in late. <laughs> to sing in the choir. And I guess President Nelson w- saw me walk in late while they were singing the <laughs> opening hymn. And I was tying my tie with two casts on. And I got a <laughs> shout out that's from crazy. the now prophet. Oh,
2: <laughs> that's so that's cool. pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't even realize that was President Nelson. That's you sick. That was it. I'm basically yeah. famous. Anyway, I'm going to put that on my. Yeah, on your, oh, I thought you were going to say gravestone. But yeah, that's basically the same thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, anyway, so he was giving a talk, and my brother just remembers it seemed like he looked right at my brother and said, You need to get your patriarchal blessing. And then he kind of carried on his way. And so Austin, of course, was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I need to receive my patriarchal blessing. And he went and got that done. And obviously, it was a blessing to him at that time. And so, yeah, just another example of like.
0: I can just see Austin,
1: like, wide-eyed. What? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, I actually remember, didn't he have his patriarchal blessing like years before pretty much anybody else did yeah he had it before
2: like he went and got it all done and i and i remember my parents and him were getting ready and i was like what what are you guys doing like what are you going to a party i'm not invited to or something and they're like oh we're gonna go get the patriarchal blessing and at the time as a young weird teenager i was like jealous because like oh he's doing this before me you know classic twin struggles but yeah. <laughs> oh man. yeah. But no, it was a cool that's experience funny. and I always remember that. It's a special experience for him, of course, but it's it's always been a reminder to me of you know, God really does speak to us individually through his prophets. hmm
1: That's real cool. Okay, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing Keaton and thanks for letting him Austin. Yeah.
2: I'm yeah, just thanks gonna for the permission. Austin. That's we appreciate uh, it. Permission granted, so
0: making our podcast more relatable
1: tell you what we'll give you the royalties from this yeah, episode yeah that's
2: right it's wow. actually a negative number a whole <laughs> lot of them you pay us
1: so
0: the next title um only jesus christ could make heavenly father's plan possible um this one's kind of interesting because it does go into a little bit of the studying we were talking about uh into premortal life um because in revelations chapter five it just discusses like how how it all went down um in pre-mortal existence where you know jesus was truly the only person that the father could send to uh well do it just as the title says um make these plans possible and uh it talks a little bit about how we were all there to witness that however um we might we just don't remember
2: which is Kind of fun, I yeah. Guess. I, I kind of, cause that's where fit comes in. I kind of envision it as like you know at the end of a class when a teacher's like, "Who would like to say the prayer?" and there's like you know five people who are like, "Yeah, like maybe," and everyone's looking around you know to see who's gonna do it, and a few people kind of like start to go at once, and then the one person you know does it. That was not. That oh, was not the like way that. it was with Jesus Christ. Oh, he was, okay. He, <laughs> okay. I was
0: gonna say this. there's the re- one reluctant. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I guess that'd be I the worst if I was about it. to say yeah, that So Jesus him? Christ was just the oh, okay. first of the bunch. Yeah, so <laughs> just reluctantly, nonchalantly said, "I guess yeah, I no, can." That was not the case. I'll get it over he, with. <laughs>
2: yeah. While well, he was prepared, obviously, before he stood up. Well, not, again, that's true d- conjecture, but he, you know, he was right there. He was ready. He said, Here am I, send me. There was none of this. Oh, so, you know, maybe someone else, maybe no, not the case.
0: And and he would have known what was to come through that whole thing. Of course. When he said that. So it's 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 just even that much more um respectable, I guess, or um wonderful of him to have made that decision himself and for all of us.
1: Well, and then uh, something that goes along with, like, it's not in this lesson per se, but something that sometimes just kind of grinds in my gears is when we're talking about, like, Adam and Eve, I don't know, I've seen it on, like, memes and stuff once in a while, but people will be like, thanks a lot, Adam, you messed it up for all the rest of us, or, like, they'll, they'll blame Adam or make a joke about how, like, whatever, I don't know, but they always, I see people making jokes about it, and obviously it's not members of our church, but it's it's frustrating seeing people who, who don't have, like, the fullness of the gospel or don't understand the gospel as much, and, and that it was part of the plan for Adam and Eve to fall. It was part of the plan for Jesus Christ to atone for our sins, and in order for that to happen, Adam and Eve had to fall from the garden. It wasn't a fallback. Like, Christ's atonement and Christ's suffering for us was not a plan B. That was always the plan. That was the only way for for Heavenly Father's plan to work. Um, and it's funny that, you know, other Christian groups and religions um, still put Jesus Christ at the center of their religion, but sometimes undermine that it was a full-on plan. Heavenly Father knew what he was doing. It wasn't like a scramble to put the pieces back together so we, we can make yeah, this geez,
2: work. Jeez, Adam, how it's dare like, well, you, you know? Now I got to send in yeah. the backup goalie. Well,
0: and yeah. uh, this is playing devil's advocate a little bit, but um, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't the only plan given at the time.
2: Oh, literally um, devil's advocate. Literally, well, well, you're sorry, being sorry,
0: for the devil right now. Yeah, it wasn't the only solution given. But the other solution, which very well could have still been a solution, was that none of us would receive free agency, which is not a solution, right? That's that's not something you. You'd voluntarily enter into, where it's like, oh, yeah, we can promise you all of these awesome riches, but you're gonna have to go into a world of
1: slavery, basically slavery,
0: and uh, you're not gonna know when your time will end. You're not gonna know when you enter into the world, or remember what you could. Like the the thing is, yeah, you're not gonna. Rem- the whole idea of the pre mortal existence is, um, like our minds were wiped through the veil. So we don't know how glorious of a return it would be. So is like, is a life of slavery worth, you know, going back to something that we don't know about, that we can't have known about, or we can't have remembered, or is it the free agency that we got from the, um, plan, that like Heavenly Father's plan, the, uh, the one to choose, and so that's kind of cool, and I like that a lot, because when you realize, exactly what Satan's plan was or Lucifer's plan was at the time, you you. You realize how much you would have given up that you never would have known you could have had, I guess.
2: Well, think about even right? in today's world, Satan's, well, again, this is a little bit of conjecture, but it's true. He, he's trying to execute his plan still today, but with an ulterior motive. Like anything mm. that we do, um, anything, any kind of addictions, things like that, they take away our agency and they point us towards, like point us the other way away from God. And so he is still trying to take away our agency just, yeah, for that other reason. So I just...
1: Yeah, almost out of spite now. Instead yeah, exactly. Of, instead of in a solution, it's like, well, you, if I can't have it my way, then I'm going to mess your plan that's up. That's right. Very childish. Very chi- yeah, it's seriously. Come on, yeah, Satan. Yeah, you're such a child. Girl, it's up. Tempt
2: Satan right here, right now.
1: It's, I mean, I mean, it says in the scriptures... He can't do anything to me if I don't let him.
2: Amen.
0: That's true. So, um, what do we learn from this? Jesus Christ is the only one that can say, <laughs> that can make the Thank plan possible. Thank you for possible. bringing us back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and what, what, what can we learn from point? all of that? Yeah, exactly. Um, the restoration pre- uh, preceded the destruction that will take place before the second coming of Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah, here's what's here's the restoration. Where a lot of big old um, prophecies and symbolism comes into play as well. There's a lot of stuff that I remember on my mission people would always try and like deep dive into and it's just like, "Okay, come on." <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, "Oh, what is what does each seal yeah. mean or
2: why are there seven seals and only six are opened and
0: all this crazy stuff." Is that what you're talking? Well, about?
2: yeah, all that kind of stuff that just it's all just, you know, doesn't matter. But what we do know is that the restoration has happened, right? The restoration mm-hmm. that we're currently in is proceeding. Well, it'll be okay. Here's a question. So it's talking about the restoration preceded the destruction that will take place. So there's there is a big old destruction coming, right? Or is it? Is that meant yep. like literally? Ah, I guess we don't know. Never mind. <laughs> That's a stupid point. We'll say the question no we'll that see. was the question is
1: <laughs> yeah no it's, it's a literal destruction mm.
2: oh yeah because the earth has to be like baptized yeah. by fire like by the holy ghost as well i don't know is that like a scriptural thing too yeah. i feel like that's not 100 percent um well, i'm gonna I, cut this out no. when we're editing because i'm
1: it's for sure scripture okay.
0: Yeah, it's well, and and Joseph Smith himself even said like Noah came before the floods, I came before the fire, okay. sort of thing. Which was he said I, that? That's yeah,
1: that's
2: pretty, that pretty sick. sick. It's
0: it's yeah. It, that's when like I was a in, mic drop. Yeah, line no, right there. it was really cool. Um, Dallin H. Oaks came to the Manila MTC back when I was first starting my mission, and uh, he gave a devotional, and that was like the most important thing I took out of it. I was like, that is the coolest. I had the exact same reaction. I was like, wow. Yeah, no, that's that's real true. Noah came before the flood. Because it talks about just what Caden was saying, like the baptism by fire, like the earth itself, yeah. you know, is baptized. And, yeah, you don't have
2: to cut out my question yeah. at all. I think it's important people know that I don't know things. <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's good. It's always humbling and good to remember. We, oh yeah, yeah, these are things I need to look up and it. read and remember and stuff like that. So I don't mind that. Yeah, uh,
0: but Keaton, why would anybody bother listening to us unless we did do everything? <laughs> that's the thing. Um, so Hate we to break it to image you, up. but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, we got we to gotta keep up the facade of being very knowledgeable. knowledgeable. Yeah. Young men. <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> well, I think that if they listened to the first five seconds of any episode, they would know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, the first mm-hmm. minute. Two minutes. I don't know. Either way...
2: So here's, here's the thing... Um, what are we what are we inspired to do better to prepare ourselves and our families for the second coming? that's the question that it ends off on that's something for us to to think about with uh with
0: studying wise i guess like as far as like what you could take out of this kind of question uh during like a personal study uh what are you inspired to do to do better i guess like yeah you could make the decision to you know better understand some of the symbolism within revelations and better understand what um what what life is going to be like after judgment because i i don't think in the lesson we've talked a lot about judgment yet I, that might be next week's um next week or, is Christmas. or when we okay well then when we that go we cast, through yeah. like the later parts of revelations but uh, that's definitely something uh i would study um a lot is better preparing myself for the judgment that is to come and how I can, how I can, there's a picture, sorry, without using too many words. There's a picture given at the very bottom of the lesson. It's the picture of Christ knocking at the door. Uh, Basically what I'm trying to say is what can I do to prepare my house for when he does knock, when I open it for him to, you know, want to come in, want to have supper with me, want to do all this kind of stuff. You know, like, what's going to be the turning factors in my life that are going to allow me to feel you know, happy that Christ is visiting my home and not embarrassed, not ashamed, not um, any of those other kinds of things, if that makes well, sense.
1: Well, I think, straight up, it just comes down to the golden rule, love one another. Mm-hmm. If you truly love one another the way it The savior does then you won't have a problem with him walking in
2: yeah
0: but uh, well and i think the importance of the imagery of like the whole let him let him in picture is when you consider like why does jesus christ just knock on the door why doesn't he just walk in if he's like all powerful why doesn't he just walk in and i think anytime someone knocks on my door and i'm not ready for them i i scurry and try to get ready right like i've had you know things delivered to my house from like amazon or something and And i'm just getting out of the shower and i'm like yeah throw on a sweater and you never want to like open the door until you like wait a couple of seconds because you know oh maybe they just left a package they're on the stairs maybe i don't have to (laughs) like there's always that moment of like scurrying kind of like trying to get ready and how often i'm actually just you know up and at them at the break of dawn (laughs) sort of thing like at the at the start of the day up and at them ready for anyone to you know knock on my door and receive them sort of thing i think that's that's great imagery there like Christ, you know, he'll knock and he can give us that time. But how much better would it be for him to knock and you'd be ready at the door prepared for him? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Basically, we got to be prepared all the time because you want to do that last minute scramble. Because yeah. <laughs> he so, can hear
0: you. <laughs> He's got the, do that, the cup to the door, kind of like listening in <laughs> his little ear. Just like hearing your feet pattering around in the house. Get, like just you can hear <laughs> everyone running downstairs or whatever g- coming to the door. So that's yeah. funny. This, this
2: last point just reminds me a lot of a talk by, at the time, President Ukdorf. It's called, Are You Sleeping Through the Restoration? If anyone, if you guys mm-hmm. remember that talk, it's it's just amazing. It's yeah, very just, good. Just, yeah, about making sure to, you know, do the things that we're doing to enjoy this time of, you know, what am I trying to say, time of the gospel that we live in, because we are really blessed to know this much, to have the full restored gospel. We really shouldn't be taking it for granted, but we all do all the time. So, yeah, just a great talk if anyone wants to read that as well. Well, what
0: was the analogy he used? He had like someone sleeping through the industrial oh, yeah. revolution? Or yeah, what there was, was a
2: guy who he took a long nap in the mountains. And when he woke up, he had a long beard and he went down to the town and everything was different. And in the painting in the thing, yeah, the painting in the bar, whatever was of a different figure, a different uh, monarch or something like that. And, yeah, he slept through this huge part of history. And so that was, yeah.
0: And, like, yeah, this is our part of history. Don't sleep through it. That's cool.
2: Yeah, very good talk. We're very lucky to be alive right now. So if that's that's all we want to say about that, we can uh, close if you guys are all ready to do that. Yeah, for sure. I liked I liked where we ended off. Same. Okay, thanks again for listening and sharing the podcast. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And thanks again to Lucky Bandit Spencer Rolfson for the hot music. See ya in the later days.
0: Bye. Yeah, see you guys.